Welcome to the Ultraviolet Tide podcast presented by The Ultraviolet. Join us every week for a healthy dose of skincare tips and tricks, lifestyle advice, mental health advocacy, and more, all rolled into one weekly podcast. Without further ado, let's get into this week's episode. Welcome back to the Ultraviolet Tide. Thank you so much for joining us for another week of the podcast. Today, we have an incredible guest joining us from an incredible backdrop to talk a little bit more about overall wellness, hormone balance, inflammation, and foods to reduce cancer risk. Dana, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. We can't wait for this conversation about just overall wellness. And before we dive in, I'm going to give a little bit more background on you so listeners know a little bit more about you. So Dana Gardner is a certified holistic nutrition consultant specializing in natural energy recovery for women with chronic fatigue, burnout, and so much more. Her work involves functional and holistic nutrition strategies to fast-track energy rejuvenation by focusing on the root cause of fatigue. Dana also supports women in rebalancing, strengthening, and and restoring health in their whole body, especially in how hormones influence energy, focus, drive, and health. Dana, that's just a little bit of the work you do. So can you offer a little bit more background on you and and the work that you do? Sure. Uh, So I got into holistic nutrition because I... It took a while to get there, but I was diagnosed with chronic fatigue syndrome when I was 15 and battled extreme fatigue for almost 20 years and finally realized that if I changed my diet and tweaked it a little bit, I (laughs) would feel better. Um, That got me interested more in how food can, like deep at a deeper level, heal the body. At one point, um, I went off birth control pills and I ended up with horrible cystic acne and enlisted the help of a naturopathic doctor. And she's really how I got so interested and fascinated by how food can quite quickly reverse symptoms and get you feeling amazing. And it was during that work with her that I actually started to feel a little bit of energy for the first time in almost 20 years. So I researched more about how I could get into nutrition and found holistic nutrition. I love the fact that it is about using food as medicine and really digging deep into the body and figuring out the root cause of your health problems and tying all the pieces together to help you feel your best. So I went into holistic nutrition school and came out and started playing with it to really work on my own energy. And through piecing all of the information and research and all the nutrition protocols that I got together, I was able to finally put my chronic fatigue into remission about 10 years ago. I haven't felt awful or haven't had a funk. I haven't had a crash, any of that stuff in over 10 years. Uh, And then just life was terrible when I had no energy. So knowing that Having energy is really vital. It's so important to helping you feel your best. And then all of the like cool little things that happen when you do address that root cause, other symptoms go away. My hormones rebalanced. Um, I, as, a, as a woman, I am 44. My, my reproductive cycle just rebalanced and got amazing. And I don't have any issues that a lot of other women struggle with. And now I now I want to share that with other women and help them feel their best. And especially... It's really important to me to help people take back control of their health so that they can prevent 
future potential diseases. Um, I know we're talking cancer a bit today. I, I have this fear of breast cancer myself because I've never had children. I was on birth control pills. I have a few of these other risk factors. And I really feel that over the last 10 or so years, I've reduced those risk factors just simply by really focusing on my nutrition and clearing the toxins from my body and really reducing inflammation, all those things we're going to talk about today. So that's just my little connection with with cancer is just this fear. I'm adopted, so I don't really know my history. So it's just something that I always kind of stay on top of. <laughs> yeah, and it makes total sense. And I think so many things you're saying, Snigda and I are nodding our heads total in a total agreement that, you know, using food to heal and addressing your body as this holistic approach to you know, make sure that you're on top of your health and well-being is so important. And you totally hit the nail on the head in terms of a lot of our community members are cancer survivors, advocates, caregivers, and they have experienced that feeling off balance, not feeling like themselves, maybe dealing with chronic fatigue, maybe dealing with off-balance hormones, and they just feel all around not great. Um, So we wanted to start off by touching on hormones, and then we'll kind of dive into a few other topics. But let's talk about how hormones can affect energy and focus to start off. All right. So one of the main hormones that is so important with energy and focus is, of course, our stress hormone, cortisol. When cortisol is optimized and working great, we have great energy. We wake up feeling, you know, excited to start our day, and we have abundant focus. It's usually better throughout the morning and then it kind of slows down through the afternoon. And that's totally normal because we work on this like circadian rhythm. Cortisol is naturally higher in the morning and drops towards night to help us sleep. Uh, When cortisol is imbalanced, whether we are running with high cortisol all day long or we are transitioning more into an adrenal, like a burnout um, phase of health, that's when cortisol is not optimized. And then it starts to impact our energy. Our adrenals can't keep up with what we need to do each day. We're just constantly like struggling to get going. You kind of feel like you're a few steps behind. Like I can't keep up with my to-do list. I can't keep up with my chores. And then with cortisol specifically, it, it has a very intimate connection with the immune system. So when cortisol is triggered, it also triggers your immune system to um, raise your inflammatory response and it's the inflammation that can impact the brain so the brain start you start to feel foggy and concentration worsens and maybe memory loss happens and then of course it increases fatigue so when cortisol is out of whack (laughs) the technical term we also can experience imbalances in our reproductive hormones like progesterone, which is an anti-anxiety hormone. So when progesterone is out of whack, we feel a bit more anxious, which can trigger more stress and can trigger more worry and inflammation. Likewise, uh, estrogen will become imbalanced um, and that that will impact our energy levels. Estrogen plays a role in cellular energy production and metabolism. So if estrogen is not balanced, we feel fatigued, foggy, and sluggish. Uh, And then again, there's another really intimate connection between cortisol and thyroid hormone. If cortisol is imbalanced, thyroid is going to be 
functioning at a lower mm -hmm. level. And so we tend to feel this. Very, the symptoms are very similar. We feel sluggish. We feel cold hands and feet. Um, we, you know, weight gain can start happening, all of these things. Um, and then the third or the fourth hormone, that sort of fourth area that's really important is with insulin. If cortisol is out of whack, if estrogen is imbalanced, our insulin also starts to become um, imbalanced and we start battling cravings and insulin resistance symptoms where we really want that quick energy, but then it drains us because it's not the best energy, food energy for sustained mental and physical energy. So then we get more tired and we can fall into that cycle of eating the high carb foods and feeling like we're crashing and needing more caffeine and needing more sugar. <laughs> that can happen. Mm -hmm. It's a vicious cycle. It is. There's a lot of little cycles that start to kick off. <laughs> I don't know about you, Snigda, but something that always just blows my mind is just the interconnectivity of everything, about how everything is just so intertwined. I don't know if you feel the same way. I think it's absolutely crazy. I mean, I think we touched on it a little bit with the food, um, using food to heal um, kind of ideology. Um, and I don't know how much of it is true. You know, I don't have a medical background. I have no intuition in that sense whatsoever. But I have had parents of friends of mine who, after COVID, they had some side effects that kind of just kind of lingered with time. And that was ranging from everything from like gastritis to high, like extremely high blood pressure that couldn't be controlled. Like they couldn't stand up or sit down without it shooting up and then it wasn't able to regulate basically and instead of completely going on um you know prescription medication and doing more aggressive courses of treatment i would say they turned to ayurvedic practices which is like a complete it's a i think it's origin origins are in india but i'm not sure completely we like to claim that it's from India, but I'm not sure. I don't know the history. Um, and okay, awesome. <laughs> um, but, you know, a lot of Indians turn to Ayurvedic treatments like that. And this person didn't take any medications whatsoever. They just, you know, there was no medication for COVID specifically. They healed from COVID on their own. And as a family, they decided to change their diet. And that was like less salt, eating more greens, eating more lentils, like ran random small changes. All of these side effects just disappeared. Yeah. It was crazy. It was crazy. So I think that kind of leads into the next thing we wanted to talk about, Snigda, beautifully, is how to balance hormones with food and lifestyle. Because that's stuff that you can do. And Snigda, that was a perfect example of, you know, using a lifestyle change in order to rebalance your body. What are some tips for tuning into your body's messages and using food and lifestyle changes in order to see a change for the positive? With working with my clients, I find it's most efficient if we take the time to reduce some of the more pro-inflammatory foods. Because um, when inflammation is high, that can also trigger our cortisol to be released and then create some of those cyclical hormonal imbalances. And so taking that time to just be very conscious about removing things like cow's milk dairy is quite pro-inflammatory, especially for women. And it has that estrogen um, component that can imbalances with estrogen along the way. And removing gluten where possible 
and sugar, of course. <laughs> and uh, there's a few uh, vegetable and seed oils that are more pro-inflammatory, like um, canola, soy, and safflower, sticking more to like avocado, um, coconut oil, and olive oil, the fruit oils are really anti-inflammatory. And then with my clients, with the holistic nutrition, we look at the hormones, like what is going on with the hormones? If someone is battling a lot of stress, cortisol imbalances, what can I do to um, support the adrenals in what that person needs? And so foods like omega-3 healthy fats from wild-caught salmon, raw nuts and seeds, whole eggs, um, the avocado oil, olive oil, that's those foods, of course, as well as improving like protein levels. A lot of my clients come to me, they aren't eating enough protein. So that's something that I get a lot of my clients, especially clients that are battling hormonal imbalances to increase their, their protein slowly over time, like we get them there. Um, but it's most, I don't like putting numbers on things, but most women come to me working, work, when I start working with them, they're consuming around 30 to 40 grams of protein a day. I try to increase them to at least 80. And then this is when they really start to notice a significant improvement in energy and just that lightness and health. Um, and then of course, that's so important is the vegetables, more leafy greens, more colorful vegetables getting a variety mm-hmm. of vegetables. I think most of us and myself kind of guilty for this sometimes too. We tend to focus on the same like eight to 10 different vegetables all the time. So if we can expand outside of our norm, that mm-hmm. helps us get the full spectrum of nutrients, especially the really crucial antioxidants that help to tame inflammation and clear away those inflammatory free radicals that are circulating in our body. Depending on the person, I know one thing that I really look for with my clients is the estrogen side of the equation. Are you what's known as estrogen dominant? Do you have an imbalance with estrogen? Is your body struggling to clear estrogen? Are you getting too much estrogen from foods or other sources? So one of my favorite foods to help improve estrogen um, detoxification is ground flaxseed. So if I have a client that has is battling estrogen dominant symptoms. And that tends to happen with women who are, have PMS symptoms or are struggling with heavy or irregular periods mm-hmm. or fibroids um, anywhere. Ground, extra ground flaxseed is really helpful to help clear the estrogen. Uh, broccoli sprouts are helpful for this as well. And then the cruciferous vegetable family um, as broccoli, cabbage, cauliflower, kale, these help to promote estrogen clearing and detoxification from the body as well. That's so interesting. So is there a specific like vitamin, mineral and the flaxseed and in the the broccoli sprouts that that aid in this? Yeah, so the there's a special specific antioxidant in the flaxseed that helps to refuel that um, nutrient in, that the liver uses to detox, detoxify it. As well as the flax works in the colon to absorb the neutralized hormones, the stool, and then flush them out because we don't want them to be re- yeah. reabsorbed once the liver does its thing. And I'm thinking of a conversation we had, Minty Conklin, um, 
from hitting cancer below the belt, and she focuses on colorectal cancer and talks all about how food is so important for, you know, keeping your body healthy and avoiding colorectal cancer whenever possible. And I'm hearing some very similar things about how these foods heal on multiple different levels. And the cruciferous vegetables, they're really important because they help refuel your master antioxidant, glutathione, which is the main antioxidant we need for total body health, reducing free radical damage all throughout the body. So if we can get more of those cruciferous vegetables to fuel that, then just overall we feel better, we, we're healthier, less risk of disease, cancer. So let's talk a little bit about immune response. And I'm guessing based off of the underlying theme of this, it's going to be some of the same things that tie into increasing your immune response. But this is super important for a lot of our uh, members of our community who are trying to strengthen their immune response after some form of cancer treatment. Um, What are tips that you have for them? My number one tip would be food first. (laughs) So of course, a very clean, um, clean diet that has good quality protein, ideally more along the lines of like poultry, wild caught fish, salmon. Um, there's some fish like the, the bottom feeders like tuna that I would stay away from just because they can contain some heavy metals. Um, know your source where you're getting your fish from is the best uh, advice I can give. Um, and then wild game bison if it's really good quality this is good red meat is has some really good (laughs) nutrients in it but i would limit that to one to two times a week and just again really know the source high quality organic grass-fed like all the all those all those buzzwords um and then for reducing inflammation so we have kind of with overcoming any sort of disease or coming out of a strong treatment like a cancer treatment, we want to reduce our inflammatory response. So we have anti-inflammatory foods like the raw nuts and seeds and the um, avocado, olive oil, good quality protein. And then we want to boost our antioxidants. So that's where the fruits and vegetables come in. Lots of colorful fruits and vegetables, lots of variety, as well as Things like lentils and legumes and chickpeas, these are really great for restoring antioxidant levels and improving overall hormonal health as well and feeding what this, feeding the adrenals and making sure they're happy and able to keep up with any inflammatory response that is happening post-treatment. You know, I was actually just thinking to myself, there are a lot of diets and, you know, religious practices or just ideologies around the world that, you know, some people are restricted from eating certain types of meat, or they're just completely vegetarian. Um, What do you suggest as an alternative for them? Because if they, you know, obviously they don't have access to the seafood or the red Mm -hmm. meat or even chicken and stuff like that, I guess, poultry. Um, Is there a vegetarian or maybe a vegan alternative that you would Mm -hmm. suggest? For my vegetarian clients, legumes, chickpeas, um, lentils are really good sources of protein. And then gluten-free whole grains like brown rice are an oats. These are good um, options. And when you combine them, you get the complete protein. Um, I do, I like I, as a holistic nutritionist, I'm okay with a really good, clean, 
um, vegan protein powder to supplement that protein just because the protein is so important. I would rather a woman or a client get the protein from a clean, it is processed, but a clean um, protein powder than not get the protein at all. So I, right. I do have uh, a few clients that do take a protein supplement every day just to help increase their protein levels. Awesome. I think this is so many good things like, you know, talk about that we don't get to talk about very often. Um, and, you know, I keep thinking if people are listening as we kind of wrap up the episode, if people are listening and they want to connect with you and they want to learn more um, and they're really seeing a lot of value in this episode, where can they connect with you to learn more? My website is probably the best place. So it's www.theenergizedwoman.com. Uh, I'm on Instagram as the dot energized dot woman and on tiktok uh, the dot energized dot woman as well uh, so it's probably the best places perfect and we'll be sure to link this on the show notes so people can find you super easily and connect with you to learn more but dana thank you so much for your time and sharing your wisdom with us today thank you it was fun to be here Thank you for listening to the Ultraviolet Tide podcast, a weekly podcast that delivers a healthy dose of skincare tips and tricks, lifestyle advice, mental health advocacy, and more, all rolled into one weekly podcast. You can find us at lowultraviolet.com and wherever you listen to your podcasts. We'll see you next week on the Ultraviolet Tide.